0: Welcome to Bravo Happy Hour. I'm your host, Megan O'Donnell. Grab yourself a drink and join me while I break down the week in Bravo TV news. Thanks so much for tuning in to Bravo Happy Hour. Just a reminder that if you're loving the show, head to Apple Podcasts, give it a five-star rating, and leave a little review. It's the best way to let other Bravo lovers find out about the show. Today's episode is blessed with the presence of Grant Rudder. He's the host of the Grants Rants Hollywood Talk podcast, where he shares his opinion and approval and disapproval, more disapproval, over the latest Hollywood dish. Welcome
1: back. Hi, hello. Thank you for having me back on.
0: Of course. So I came onto your show a couple weeks ago, and we had such a great conversation about the Rosie O'Donnell Trump fight, the feud that makes no sense. Yes.
1: I love celebrity feuds, and I love looking back at old pop culture. But the thing with that feud is it's still alive and well today. And you said it yourself in this segment. Who's obsessed now? I mean, Rosie O'Donnell is so obsessed with Donald <laughs> Trump. Her whole Twitter feed <laughs> is all about the impeachment. So the feud continues.
0: You guys should listen to it. It's definitely not political. We don't get into, no. like, nitty-gritty politics. We just talk about, like, the two pettiest human beings <laughs> of duking yeah. it out for, like, almost, like, Two decades at this point.
1: Right. And it's a great food to analyze because one could argue, uh, they're both crazy. So
0: accurate. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Well, let's just jump right into news. This past week, Vanderpump Dogs, which is the dog foundation that Lisa Vanderpump and her husband Ken Todd started a couple years ago, was hit with a sexual harassment wrongful termination lawsuit by former employee Damiana Guzman. So she only worked as a dog groomer there for two months and resigned back in July because of intolerable working conditions because of her manager, I guess, was sexually harassing her. He said... She said that he mocked her, calling her things such as skinny, no ass fool and a flat ass bitch. And he told her that he didn't know her girlfriend would could ever stand to be with her because she had no ass. I'm like, what the fuck is going on in these Vanderpump establishments?
1: <laughs> it sounds like a big old queen was the <laughs> uh, manager over there or whatever, which I wouldn't be surprised by. Do they name the manager?
0: Yeah, Martin Duarte.
1: Oh. I'm going to see if oh, I can okay. find him. I was hoping it would be one of those (laughs) characters that we saw on the TV. Oh, God. (laughs) One of the Johns. No, I mean, I've actually been to Vanderpump Dogs because before I got my dog, everybody told me I had to go there. And I refused because, you know, I don't like to support Lisa in any way. But I do support the foundation, obviously, because it helps dogs. And I knew they had a lot of small dogs there. So I said, all right, I'll give it a shot. I went, I looked. It was a very, very nice facility, I will say. But like all the dogs were named with the last name Vanderpump, which was a huge turnoff for me. Wait, for real? Yes, it was like Luna Vanderpump, like baby Vanderpump. And I was like, oh, this one, she's going to have her name on everything.
0: Oh, my God. Well, I actually have some hot scoop. So I have a friend who works at NBC, and he was sitting in a meeting, and they, I guess, are starting their own streaming platform kind of like it's called like peacock or something and he sat in a meeting where it was confirmed that Vanderpump Dogs will be a show on this new NBC streaming platform and he was like I had to tell you in person because I had to see your response and I like crumbled at the thought of this which and we've been kind of teasing that that will be happening on this show, and right. Lisa Vanderpump has been like sprinkling things in comments to the press, being like, "You never know; there's some things in the works." Like you know. So I was not surprised when I got firm confirmation that this is actually right. being greenlit.
1: It did say, I, I believe it. I, I believe it. I saw somewhere that there was going to be some type of spinoff. Bravo spinoff featured on that app, and I'm not saying this from inside information. I'm saying this just from like something online. So I'm that's probably it. That's probably the Bravo spinoff. That's what we're gonna get, so whether we want it or not.
0: (laughs) There's that, and then there's also a new Real Housewives coming out. They didn't mention the city though, so I told him
1: to really keep his ear to the ground. So they're putting a city, they're putting a Real Housewives city on the Peacock app.
0: Yeah, (laughs) like Um. it's like at this point they already have like a hierarchy of how. Housewives, like Dallas and Potomac just get like the shit end of everything. So it's like, oh, now the person who's going to be on the Peacock app is really going to get next to nothing.
1: (laughs) I got to say, I'm not interested. I'm really not. I have enough to watch where on the regular TV um, (laughs) is so much television for me to have to go download another streaming service and sit through more commercials. But I mean, I'm good. Like, I feel like there's enough Housewives content out there. there there's always two, at least two on. At one point, at the end of last year, there were four on at once. I was aggressive. Like, I'm good.
0: <laughs> and it's a lot to keep up with, like obviously this show is like what I love to do and to talk about but sometimes I'm like living my life and I like coming into the studio to record and I'm like I haven't seen a single show this week but I'm like there's nine hours of television for me to watch like it's physically impossible I think like Bravo might need to rethink some of like the shows that they keep coming out with they keep coming out with new shows and pumping out new shows and they've got a really good lineup right now. So like, let us just kind of sit on this for a little bit
1: and, and allow. They've got like five nights of original programming, which is great for (laughs) ad dollars, you Mm -hmm. know? I mean, but you know, they are definitely going, I feel like they're just going to kind of exhaust the audience, especially if they keep just having all these housewives on all the time. I feel like I need a little bit of a break. Maybe just one would be good.
0: And also Lisa Vanderpump, created Vanderpump Rules, which is like lightning in a bottle, the best show. Everyone can say that who watches Bravo. However... There again was history and the people knew each other and the people were crazy. Just because she has another business at Vanderpump Dogs and the foundation doesn't mean that it's going to be like interesting or captivating television. Like what made, what made Vanderpump Rules fun is like drunk, hot people fucking each other over. Like this is like a dog foundation. Like how many times can we like try to end Yulin like on screen? Like it's
1: just come on yeah yeah I think it's gonna be very fluff and light and she'll probably since this is a new venture and everything she'll sure will executive produce and it will be whatever she wants out in the world so it's not gonna be negative or you know people having sex or anything like that it's just gonna be about the foundation I think and what day in the life of working at that facility and all that and I think it's gonna be all fluff it'll be the perfect show for Lisa Vanderpump fans who just want to watch her and her lifestyle that is not me I mean you You can call me right <laughs> out. I support, you know, rescuing dogs and, and of course edging Eulen and all that. That's about it. I mean, I'm not gonna watch a show about it. Yeah,
0: I don't really give a shit about anything happening at a dog foundation. It's just, it's just really not doing it for me. I mean, unless we get some side, like we get some insights on what's happening with this random sexual harassment case. So supposedly, a friend of the Vanderpump said to none other than Radar Online, "It's a shame that someone who worked for the foundation for less than ninety days would choose to sue or try to malign an organization whose sole purpose is dedicated to being a voice for the voiceless, working to resolve unnecessary cases like this." Just takes a away from being able to save more lives. And I'm like, this friend of the Vanderpump is... Ken Todd,
1: like a hundred percent. Yeah. If not him, it's her because that's <laughs> yeah. exactly how they talk. That's exactly how they speak. And you know what? I think that response is weak because we're in a certain environment and culture now where, you know, if somebody's suing for, you know, sexual misconduct, you know, you got to hear them out. You can't completely say, you know, you can't just write them off like that. I think that the law is the law and rules are rules. And she's got the other lawsuit going with the other mm-hmm. restaurant for changing time cards and not paying people. <laughs> yeah. You know, the law is the law. You could put any statement you want out to Radar Online, but the lawyers will determine the, who's guilty and who isn't in that situation. I don't know. I think it's tacky. I, I, I wouldn't even bring attention to it. I would never know about this story if somebody didn't have to make a statement to Radar Online about it. Well,
0: exactly. That's the thing. Like, lawsuits go undetected for so long. It doesn't really seem necessary for them to be like, we're going to put out a statement. It's like, well, no one right. was talking about it before.
1: Exactly. <laughs> and, you know, you can spin it any way you want. But, like, when you're talking about the law, like, that's what's going to come down to what the decision is anyway. So, you know, I, I don't know. I just think it's like I, – I feel like they're just so trying to be above everything and trying to spin, spin, spin. I mean, you know, you can't spin yourself out of something that's on the books that's, <laughs> yeah. you know – the law of the land.
0: It's so weird. Like the past few months, they've really been getting so much bad press. You know, last week it was like the racism of it all, where those two guys who work at Tom are, you know, tweeting right. all these racist things. And then the lawsuit about the wages and now this, like, it just seems like it's a constant thing. And I was talking on your show when I went on a 11 minute rant about why I hate Lisa Vanderpump. Now uh, everyone go to listen to that. Cause it was, Terrifying, actually. Uh, but I was really, really emotional. I like listened back and was like, man, what are you doing? Like, you need to get passionate about other things. But I really think the two of them are just crooks and the, I think it's, they're going to be exposed eventually. And even Vice did an article about how sketchy so many of their business dealings are and especially like that car going into pump restaurant like nothing happened after that no like after it happened there was no other information no one talked yeah. about it it's like it just seems weird that all of these bad things are happening and then just like dropped
1: well, so currently, where that happened, where the accident happened, just so you know, just let everyone know um, the exact site of impact, there's now a big sign there advertising their brunch special. Uh- <laughs>
0: Shocking that they used, mm-hmm. uh, you know, this,
1: quote unquote, It wasn't there big before. It was, just a, it was just a glass barrier before. But now they know that the looky-loos are going to see what <laughs> happened. They're going to be advertised for brunch. It's genius.
0: Well, even now, uh, Vanderpump Rules is basically just an advertisement for the restaurants. Like, there was that one scene where it was Dana and like, the other new girl. And she was like, wow, the checkup pasta at Sir Restaurant is absolutely divine. I love the home." homemade pasta. You know, it's like now even like Lisa Vanderpump's like, I will have one glass of Vanderpump rosé, you know, now making like, it's just a constant reminder that it's like, you can either go to this restaurant for delicious pasta, or you can buy my wine online, or you can go to the restaurant and drink my wine. Like, they are just running a racket. I mean, it's I smart, yeah, I guess, I,
1: but. <laughs> You know, I don't see it slowing down because people come here and they want to go to Lisa Vennepump restaurants or they want to meet there or get a drink there. And, you know, I really... I've done it. I've done to it to it uh but i know that people especially you know out of towners it will forever be a destination so they've got a cash cow over there with those all of them the more they open the more venues people have to flock to and i mean i guess that's a good thing for certain fans to me i think it's obnoxious but you know (laughs) i I can't (laughs) i can't blame them for being business people but i'm just i don't need to go to them either
0: (laughs) well staying in california denise richards who is The (laughs) newbie on the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills has confirmed that she will be on season 10. She tweeted, any good taglines for me for uh, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? And no, I did not quit. So she has dispelled all of the rumors that she quit after Brandi Glanville, I guess, kiss and told about their lesbian
1: affair. (laughs) See, I would have I would have been the opposite. I would have said, and yes, I did quit because it's a sinking ship. It's a terrible show. She, I, I'd be like, I'm I'm way above this show. And I did quit. That's what, I don't know if she is or she isn't, because I don't really know I don't really care for Denise very much. I know people said that she was their favorite, which I'll never understand because she barely moved the needle last year. I don't know what the hell she even did. So I mean people hate on Eileen for being boring, but they love Denise. Like I, I don't know why. Um, I'll never
0: Yeah, I I guess I liked her because she was such a—it was just like a big juxtaposition between her and the other ladies, and I thought that was refreshing, especially because she is an actress. She is, like, very Hollywood. She, she, like, you think that on the outside, but then, like, the real Denise is, you know, kind of like a mess, like, doing whatever, like, very easygoing, like, a a really good mom— You know, just like wants to drink tequila and have sex, which, like, I love that. You know, so I think that is why people were really interested in her. But yeah, she didn't definitely, she definitely didn't move the needle in terms of like any drama or anything. But Sutton, who's the newbie on the show, for season 10 shared that she hasn't really talked to brandy about her side of the story but she did tell brandy that they had heard the rumors about a year before it was brought up on the show so it seems like this little affair has been happening for a lot longer than we were privy to so it's kind of weird that brandy would like blow up denise's spot if they had been kind of going through this for upwards of a year it seems like you might have a little loyalty to the person you're hooking up with
1: Right, I mean, I think it's a desperate story producer (laughs) trying to figure out something that they can talk about on the show. And Denise, it's been heavily reported for even the last six months that between like her schedule with *Bulls and the Beautiful* and traveling, she really has not been taping. So I think that it was a last-minute attempt for her producer to probably jump in and try to get her, you know, her talent, Denise, to have some airtime. I That's what I think. I, I think that they were scrambling because there's no organic drama on this show whatsoever.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think right now Beverly Hills has eight full-time housewives, and then you know they're going to keep a bunch of friend-ofs just kind of in the peripheral. Like, I feel like eight housewives is just, like, too too many. Like, Cut it down to a smaller group where there could be a little bit more intimacy between the people. I feel like when you have eight women, you know, some people don't even know each other. Some people don't even film with one another. It just, it seems like it's just too much, too many. Yeah.
1: I mean, you know, the, the the fact of the matter is there are eight housewives, and who are we talking about? Brandy and Camille, week to week, yeah. who are not on the show. I mean, you know, that just goes to show you right there, like, you know, it's, I always thought more more drama or the more content, but it doesn't seem to be the case. <laughs> I want to go back to this Denise tweet, though, because she mm. asked for a tagline, as you mentioned. I did give her a recommendation. Oh, yes. Mine was. Mine was, I wasted my time filming it. Now you can waste your time watching it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love how much you strongly dislike Beverly Hills because I have people coming on this show and we'll talk and I've been a little anti Beverly Hills the last few seasons as well. But so many people are just like, I cannot wait for Beverly Hills to come back. And I'm like not saying that at all. I'm like, Roni? Is supposedly going to be having their trailer coming out this week, which, you know, please God hear my prayers. And then even Summer House, which I know is just like like the saddest. I don't know why I love Summer House so much, but I'm so excited for it to come back.
1: Yeah, I'm not looking forward to Beverly Hills. I've made a decision Like the because uh, I stopped watching last season, and so I, I'm really done. Uh, it clearly doesn't make me happy, <laughs> so <laughs> there's just too much good TV, so I'm sure, you know, just between, like, blogs and Facebook posts and your podcast and page six, I'm sure I'll keep up with what's going <laughs> on, and, and that probably will be enough for me. I, I'm just not interested anymore, you know? I'm just not, I'm not, I'm not intrigued by anything that I'm hearing. I need a good reason to watch, and I'm just not, kind to it. So for me, I think I'm done with that and that's okay. You know, I used to be my number one top show when I was at after that was a coveted show to co-host. And I felt like, you know, it was such a great thing that I was able to cover it because there were so few podcasts out then back way back then that really talked about housewives. And I'm very grateful for the platform to be able to, you know, get some listeners on my own podcast, but it's just not the same show. So, you know, moving on,
0: moving on. I love how you're creating boundaries in your life um, based on oh, more, than ever.
1: more than ever,
0: based on these fucking fools.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, more than ever. I'm telling you, it's like gotta clear the deck. I mean, you know, I hate watch a lot of TV and I'm like, why am I doing this to myself?
0: <laughs> well, that's how I feel about I'm trying to think what show re- I guess that was Orange County for me last season where I'm just watching it and I'm like, I hate every person on this show like i i have to watch because whatever the show like that i host every week but i'm like this is just I, I i'm like rooting for all of them to have terrible things happen and i'm like is that it's fucked up it's fucked up
1: <laughs> that's how i feel about the cart 90 Day beyonce season oh. I'm rooting against all the couples because none of them belong together. But anyway. (laughs) For
0: many of us, the holidays will look different this year. Family and friend reunions might not be the same, but that shouldn't stop us from feeling close. That's why I'm gifting my loved ones the most meaningful gift this year, a chance to tell their story and share memories using StoryWorth. Storyworth is an online service that helps your loved ones share stories through thought provoking questions about their memories and personal thoughts. It's a fun new way to engage with family, especially those you can't see in person this year. Around this time last year, I lost my grandfather, and I felt this insane guilt that I didn't ask him enough questions about his love story with my grandma, his career, his immigration journey from Italy in the 1960s, and so much more. To honor his birthday this past year, I gifted my grandma a Storyworth membership. Every week, Storyworth emails her a different prompt with questions you'd never think to ask, like if you were. Were to do it over, what would you have done differently? Or when was your first kiss? You can customize your prompts to ask anything you'd like. So I obviously had to ask, "Who's your favorite grandkid?" Just kidding. <laughs> After one year, Storyworth will compile all your stories, including photos, into a beautiful keepsake book that ships for free. I'm planning to order one for myself, my brothers, and my cousins, so we can share our grandparents' story with our children someday. Give your loved ones the gift of spending time together wherever you live with Storyworth. Get started right away with no shipping required by going to storyworth.com slash bravo hh. You'll get $10 off your first purchase. That's storyworth.com slash bravo hh for $10 off. If you are anything like me, you haven't bought a single gift for anybody this year, maybe other than yourself. <laughs> this will be an amazing gift for anybody who is looking for that last minute gift that doesn't involve shipping costs and will be something that you can pass down to your families for generations. That's storyworth.com slash bravo hh for $10 off you guys and you get a deal look at that (laughs) This episode of Bravo Happy Hour is brought to you by BetterHelp, an affordable and convenient way to address mental health issues. If you're like me or any person living, breathing in 2020, you may be dealing with daily stress, anxiety, or relationship problems. If you're a loyal Bravo Happy Hour listener, you know how often I stress the importance of prioritizing mental health. Online counseling from BetterHelp is a great start. The process is simple. Just fill out a short questionnaire to help assess your needs, and you'll be linked with a therapist in less than 24 hours. And if you're not vibing, you can easily request a new therapist. Over 3,000 licensed professional are available via text, call, or video chat through a safe and secure online platform. BetterHelp therapists are there to talk through everything, whether you're dealing with a personal loss, a breakup, a bout of depression, or you just need to let off some steam. Everything that you discuss with your therapist is completely confidential, so don't be afraid to really open up. BetterHelp provides financial aid to qualifying candidates, but best of all, Bravo Happy Hour listeners get 10% off their first month with discount code BHH. So why not get started? Go to betterhelp.com BHH. That's betterhelp.com BHH. Telling you, you will not regret this. Well, speaking of couples who belong together, David Bedore, the ex-husband of Shannon Bedore from The Real Housewives of Orange County, got engaged to his longtime girlfriend, Leslie Cook. So if you guys don't remember who Leslie is, she was the woman who scorched all of our eyeballs a few months ago when she posted a photo of her and David naked in the woods and then naked in front of him, just like a miscellaneous wall on a trip in Italy. The two of them are deciding to, I guess, spend forever together, and he proposed this past weekend with one of the biggest diamonds I have ever seen. (laughs) Like, damn.
1: You you know, he the way he was portrayed on the show was that he was a cheater and he was a bad guy. So you'd think a guy like that would want to stay as far away from the spotlight as possible and not be on Instagram, certainly not taking naked photos and certainly not announcing his new engagement to the next one. So I'm really like, you know, it really speaks to his character. I, you know, I don't think a normal person would do that. They'd probably want to stay out of the light, you know, knowing that their character was maligned and all this stuff. No, not him. Not him, he wants to be all over the the Instagram and all this stuff. um I get yeah, I don't know anybody that likes him. um they say that she's a total attention whore and she's just trying to be a Shannon bot and get on the show i I you know I don't know if that's true, but um, you know, the two of them can have each other they i mean that's just I don't have much of an opinion on this other than he should be embarrassed and he should keep his private life private because his private life is public for so long, and it didn't do him any favors. He's hated exactly.
0: I know. Maybe like after Tamara and Vicky getting kicked off the show, he's like, this is a perfect time to propose to Leslie. And then maybe she can get on the show. She's married. She's married to me. They're looking for some extra housewives to join. (laughs) But yeah, I I, I don't I don't
1: think I don't know if they'd ever do uh, shed and dirty like that.
0: I mean, that Um, would be fucked up up if it would the producers be. decided to ever cast this dingbat onto the show
1: yeah or at least as a friend of but she asked she'd have to legitimately be friends with somebody you know because they just can't bring her on that would that would be a total plant you know if they just yeah. plopped her at a dinner seat somewhere <laughs> but then again we got lydia twice so who knows oh
0: my god the fact that they brought lydia back was so odd. Did they think that viewers, you know, resonated with her so much that they'd want her to come back? It, 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 it's bizarre to me.
1: I'll never get it. That was such a mistake. What, the darkest season ever. And I feel like they were on that vacation in Iceland for like nine months. Oh. That was the longest, longest trip ever. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's the one oh. where Vicky got like <laughs> taken out on like in yes. that wheelchair with the blanket over her. <laughs>
1: Hey, unpopular opinion, but I will miss you, Vicky. I will miss you. I don't know if I feel miss Tamra that much, but I think Tamra had her run. She manipulated too much, but Vicky, I'll miss you. Side note.
0: Well, I know. The more I've been thinking about it, having sleepless nights over it, I'm not going to miss Tamara at all. I talked about it on, I think, my last episode, how she did move storylines, but at a certain point, moving storylines by being like aggressively manipulative – isn't really fun to watch. It makes the kind of, like, viewers feel like a little dirty where you're like, we're on to you. Like, this isn't... Yeah, exactly. This isn't fun to watch. So smart for that. Yeah. Where some people who are, like, maybe manipulative and can be shady and do people dirty, but they're, they're still likable. Like, are you watching Jersey this season? Oh, yeah. It's been an amazing season, but I felt like Marge was being... Kind of shady when she brought up at that table that Jennifer was making fun of the fact that Jackie didn't spend a lot of money on the birthday parties. Like, I felt like that was like a shady comment that the two of them were talking about. But for Marge to like turn around and be like, oh my god, Jackie, get a load of this crazy, hilarious thing that Jennifer said about you, where it was like, ooh, like, okay, Marge, like you're really like stirring the pot a little bit. Like you're really.
1: You're yeah, starting I,
0: something because these women are psycho and, of course, in public and have no shame about screaming.
1: Right. <laughs> I, I I see a producer there because I don't know if women in real life would do that. You know, they're trying to, like she even said, like, let's try to have a, a nice trip. Like Marge went in with good intentions on the trip. So I see a producer being like, mm-hmm. you got you to gotta bring this up. And so she brought it up kind of in a joking way where it wasn't a confrontation or pitting mm-hmm. two people against each other. But... It quickly got out of control. So that's how I view it. I've, I see... I don't know if it's right or wrong, but I just feel like they're way overproduced lately. Yeah, and it's Still just, loving the show, though. Oh. Still loving Jersey, though. It's a good show. Good season.
0: It's a really, really good season. And... I, I just I don't know it. It reminds me why I like Housewives shows. We haven't had Atlanta on in like I think a week, so I always forget about it. Like if it, for me, it's like out of sight, out of mind. If I'm not watching it, I kind of forget about it. But Jersey is something that like sticks with me, and I think about all the time. This isn't really on like the schedule of what we were going to talk about, but. Dolores Catania went on some podcasts this past week and was talking about her feud with Ramona Singer from the Real Housewives of New York, and she was going in really hard. So the two of them have had beef because I guess Ramona refuses to acknowledge that Dolores and her have met like 30 times, but that's like a classic Ramona-ism. But then Dolores like went really hard on Ramona saying like, she was abused. You could tell behind her eyes that her parents abused her. Like she didn't even look at me when I told her, never forget me. And she just was going in really hard. I'm trying, it was in the out, it was on the out in the wild podcast. So if you guys are interested in hearing Dolores talk for an hour, uh, definitely check it out. But it was, it was pretty loaded, but I was like, damn Dolores, like shit, like you don't really bring this fire Mm -hmm. to the show. Like we need some more of this.
1: Ugh. I I don't know what can you really expect from Ramona. I mean, <laughs> you know, and she, Do, I don't know Dolores. I I gotta get it because with like, Timmy, like she doesn't she doesn't fit the bill for a housewife. I don't I don't know. Maybe she, she doesn't feel like a part of it, even though she's been on for so long. You know?
0: Yeah, I just think she holds back and she's very reserved, and that doesn't really make for good television. And.
1: I, I just don't know, know what you can expect from Ramona. I mean, to hold a personal grudge <laughs> against her, is like kind of holding <laughs> yeah. a grudge against a child.
0: Yeah. You know? I know. And Ramona, like, has always been this kind of an asshole forever. Like, I mean, never forget the incredible moment last season with, like, the charity tables with Dorinda and she was like um Dorinda was like oh, you angel inv- Ball yeah like, she was like you invited me to this charity we were gonna sit next to each other we're supposed to sit next to each other and then you found like a richer cooler person to hang out with and you swapped seats and you lied about it and you see Ramona like in like the flashback footage <laughs> like changing all of the seats and everything it's like oh my god you have no like moral compass, you don't no, care about yeah. anything totally other than like <laughs> social climbing and like who the cooler, richer friend is at the moment. Just
1: <laughs> I like it because that that is real. That is not produced. That is real. Yeah. Stuff. You know, real social climbing. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm thinking more about Dolores though. I get it in a way where like. It strikes a chord with me too. If I if I'm not acknowledged by somebody, it's it it is an insult. It's a personal insult when you continuously feel snubbed by somebody. But what she has to realize is that Ramona probably is not doing it to be shady and mean. I, Ramona is probably just clueless. Maybe <laughs> she is doing it to be mean. But like yeah, I mean I deal with that even in the podcast community, and I think it's absolutely ridiculous because like the Housewives, we're all out here kind of doing the same thing, and we're all we all have our shows and we enjoy podcasting. And we should support one another. Um, But there are definitely people who want to acknowledge you. And I think that can definitely be personal and piss somebody off. But I don't know if I would go on a podcast to rant about it the way I am now.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it was just, it was really, really loaded. And she also opened up about her relationship with Frank a lot and how he came from like a really wealthy family and how Dolores didn't and how at one point he owned like a hundred homes and it was doing like a lot of really big real estate deals and how Joe Gorga and Joe Judice had all bought houses from him. And then like one minute later, he like lost it all because of a shady business deal. So it was, it was interesting. It was definitely, it was definitely good, but. Uh, Dolores really, really went in on Ramona and it was aggressive. And, and also, I don't know. I just feel like talking about someone and their behavior and then like going deep into how like her father abused her, it just seemed like a little bit out of place and like not really necessary. It's like, you could just call her an asshole and keep it moving, but to go into like, she's only acting this way because her father abused her. It just seemed like a little much. And it was just, it was, it was loaded and.
1: She's really given it a lot of thought. Yeah, she's very affected yeah, by it. she's truly yeah.
0: very affected by it. And because I
1: don't, I don't really think about people who stub me. I don't really think about like <laughs> their childhood upbringing yeah. or like past scars. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. I just kind of like that person. Like you said, that person's an asshole and keep it moving. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. I'm not like. Oh, I wonder what trauma they went through. It's like, no, nah, yeah. no, no. Everyone has their own shit, but you don't have to that. Yeah, right and now. you really
1: can't reason with ignorance either. Um, yeah, also like, you know, watch I'm a learning. season of,
0: of <laughs> The Real Housewives of New York and you know Ramona gives not a single fuck about anyone else but herself and her oh, daughter. God.
1: <laughs> Do you think Ramona knows any of the names of the crew members that have been following her around for the last 11 years, however many years? <laughs> Absolutely you know? not. You know, I'm sure she's got cameramen in her house that she has no idea. She probably couldn't pick them out of a lineup.
0: (laughs) What's your name again?
1: Yeah, I can just totally picture it. Yeah, she probably can't pick them out of a lineup. But yeah, she's going on vacation and they're there and, you know, they're in her house. You know, it's just, that's please. That's just just what you get with Ramona, you know? That's what makes her so great. (laughs) And bad at the same time. For
0: real. (laughs) Well, moving on to sad news. Another Bravo show is going into the Bravo graveyard. Mexican dynasties has been confirmed that it will not be getting a second season. So if you guys don't remember, this show came out early in 2019, which followed a bunch of families living a very luxurious and fancy life in Mexico City. And one of the matriarchs of family tweeted the accolades weren't enough the fan love wasn't enough they will now <laughs> they are now betting on a show that is identical to ours. same tone same concept multi-generational families really bravo tv really why not do both showcase the beautiful diversity that exists in the world so on the last episode i did we talked about how there's this new show on bravo called indianish which is about like multi-generations of families all indian and living in miami so it is basically the exact same oh, thing as mexican dynasties miami. oh yeah um,
1: miami shows never work that show won't get a second season i'm telling you right <laughs> yeah, now I know. they never work unfortunately <laughs> oh my- for whatever it is the reality shows set in miami don't happen
0: i'm trying to think if there were any other maybe even like non-bravo ones that kind of i'm trying to think
1: well yeah there are um I think there was something on VH1 that was set in Miami that didn't work. They they it's they had a show on E, I believe too. Well,
0: the Courtney and uh, Chloe take Miami, I feel like that was well, one. That was another
1: one. Yeah, that was a, like a <laughs> spit trash. off. Right. Um I yeah, I don't I don't really know what they're going to do with that. See, for me the uh, the marketing for Mexican Dynasties was bad because it didn't didn't really hold my attention. It was trying to play into a lot of the tropes that we already have with housewives where it's like the funny older person, the wise young kid, like the, fa- like it's supposed to be funny, but then at the trailer, it takes a, you know, a dramatic turn and there's more yelling. We just, we have enough of that with Sha's We have enough of that with housewives. I don't know if we need any more of that formula of things. You know, they, they've done yeah. that a lot. They had some shows on on Sunday nights, um, And I can't remember the names of them, but they were also family-related shows. They only got a one-season deal anyway. So, I don't know. I think we've done enough of that. And I liked when they expanded into Bravo Home, and they had Mm. some things that were a little bit more... you know creative uh, just counter programming I, I you know I think it's good to have a good a balance on a network versus just trying to keep putting together ensemble shows yeah. that really follow the same formula of you know yelling and screaming and then everyone's now on vacation you know we've we've seen <laughs> yeah. a lot of it yeah everyone hates
0: each other one minute and then the next minute they're all like Sandro. Pat
1: yeah. I mean, and I enjoy, like you said, like Vanderpump Rules is great and they do all of the, those things that I just said. But again, that checks that box for me. Like, I'm good with that. I don't need to see it, you know, and for other shows, you know, I could see it on Housewives and that and maybe an occasional show on VH1. But that's enough for me. I don't need every show to be that same thing. And I think that's what Mexican Dynasties was for me. It was like, oh, I don't need to get involved in another ensemble show. I'm good.
0: Yeah. Also, two, you know, like the one boy who is like trying to be a musician, (laughs) his his publicist reached out to me and was like, Hey, like, we'd love for him to come on a show like when he's in New York City. I was like, great. Yeah. Like, I'd love to have him on. It was like during the prime of the show and it was airing. I was like, Yeah, sure. You can come on. She's like, great. What's, uh, how much can you pay him? And I was like, "Ah like, in what world do you think I'm going to pay? Him to come on my show. I've seen four episodes of him on television. I'm not paying him anything. I was like, unfortunately, I don't really have the budget to pay any guests. And they're like, mm, maybe next time. I'm like, yeah, like any, you ask me.
1: Any, any good publicist would know that podcasts really don't pay for guests like that. If, if you know, if you go on like Regis and Kelly or Ellen, you get money. Yeah, you know, <laughs> not the Bravo Happy show, hour. <laughs> Yeah not a podcast. I mean, that's ridiculous. Oh He's got a lousy publicist if that's I what they're out doing because no one will ever pick him up then. You know, they should be glad just to have the exposure for their client on a podcast that has an audience that could potentially watch their own show. That should be enough. I mean, that's just, that's the world we're in, especially in digital. Yeah. But if they don't get it, they'll never get it.
0: Exactly. Well, that brings us to the end of today's episode. Grant, where can people follow you, find you and listen to your awesome show?
1: Oh, thank you. You can hear me on Grant's Rant's Hollywood Talk podcast. If you have checked it out in the past and you haven't been around for a minute, check it out again because I've kind of tightened the show up and I'm going to make some changes coming up to it just, you know, to evolve. But um, I've got a lot of still a mixed bag of content. So we're talking the Bravo and the Housewives, but we're also talking about Megxit and some good pop culture stories, things that really hold my attention. Dita Lohan falling on her face. Uh, (laughs) Prime uh, content. I enjoy like, just a variety of stuff, so it's a good mix. If you listen to a lot of Bravo content you want to get a little bit extra but also something on the side, check out Grant's Grant Rant's Hollywood Talk podcast.
0: Amazing. Well, you will be back on the show again, and I will talk
1: to you soon. It's great. Thank you. Bye.
0: Thanks so much for listening to Bravo Happy Hour. If you're loving the show, head to Apple Podcasts to leave a quick review and a five-star rating. And while you're at it, head to Instagram and follow at Bravo Happy Hour to talk with fellow listeners on the episode's discussion posts. Also, feel free to shoot me an email at bravohappyhourpod at gmail.com with any super juicy gossip or just to say hi. Be sure to tune in every Monday and Thursday for more of your favorite Bravo-related news.